Well, good morning, Wanting Christian Church. It is so good to be here with you again this morning. You know, there was a, a sign that appeared above my sister-in-law's kitchen sink for years. It, it said something like this. Maybe you've got a sign like this in your own home. And it said something like, Life is not measured by the breaths that we take, but by the moments that take our breath away. Life isn't measured by the breaths that we take, but rather by the moments that take our breath away. Uh, The question that I have for all of us uh, this morning is, how is it that we use the time that we have in our homes uh, not to take our breath away, but to take God's breath away? Uh, What is it that we will do? How is it that we will organize the time that we have in our homes that God finds Himself glorified by how we use the time that we have in our house? Uh, What is it that we will do over the next month or two months or year in regards to how we use the time that we have in our homes to give glory to God and help people find and follow Jesus? How do we count life by the moments that take God's breath away? We've been in this series now for a couple of weeks, and uh, this series we're calling Heavenly Homes. And last week we, we began this series, and we just began talking about uh, how is it that we begin to have a perspective about living in our homes that sees our house, that sees the home that we make there as a tool that can be used for God's glory. And this morning, we come around this perspective of our home and we're asking questions about our time. How is it that we organize our time to give glory to God and help people find and follow Jesus and and use our home as a tool that can be used for God? Now, there's a, a person in the Bible that can begin to answer those questions for us. A person who actually knows everything there is to know about redeeming the time uh, because he was one who wrote about redeeming the time. His name is Paul. And Paul wasn't always really keen on having this relationship with Jesus, uh, but as he, as he began to live, and, and in particular church, as he saw the resurrected Jesus, he changed his entire perspective about his time. In fact, uh, he would redeem all the time, every second, every moment of every day, uh, to try and take God's breath away by how he used his time. And so that you and I, so that you and I can create heavenly homes, so that you and I can take God's breath away by what we do and how we organize our time in our homes, I want you to join me in the Bible. In fact, it's a book, it's a letter that Paul wrote to the Ephesian church. So I want you to turn with me, if you would, to the book of Ephesians. Go to Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. Give you a moment to turn there if you have a physical Bible in front of you. And if you don't, get out that phone or if you happen to be watching online, uh, you should be able to find the Bible tab and turn to Ephesians. And we're going to be in chapter 5. In chapter 5. 
what, what the Bible tells us, what Scripture tells us, what the Apostle Paul tells us is that if we want to take God's breath away, we have to redeem the time. Uh, he's going to come around this idea of time and he's saying uh, we have to take advantage of every single moment of every single day if we want to create a heavenly home. If you and I are going to use our time wisely, uh, then we have to be like shoppers who go and make sure that we get all the best deals, that we make our life and our moments count. So if you want to, join me, would you please, in verse 16 in chapter 5. Chapter 5, verse 16, it says, Make the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Make the most of every opportunity. Uh, the, the issue that Paul is dealing with here, in fact, the word that he uses there is a shopping word. It, it's a merchant kind of word. It, it's, a, it's a word in a category uh, that is about retail. And the idea behind this word is that you would redeem the time, that you would make mo the most of every opportunity that you have uh, to raise the value of what you have. So if you're the one selling, uh, you take advantage of every opportunity to sell to make a profit. And if you are a buyer, then you go out and you redeem every opportunity to try and make sure that you get a good deal. So what Paul is saying here is essentially saying, hey, when you go out and you find the deal of the day on Amazon, you don't wait. There's a little clicker in the corner and you're like, I need to make sure that I take advantage of this opportunity right now. I'm not going to let anything more pass by. I'm not going to go do the dishes. I'm not going to take care of a chore before I make sure that I get the deal of the day. In, the, in, in an, old, an older day, when Kmart was still a thing, uh, when you were you know, driving your cart down the middle aisle of Kmart, and they would say, there's a blue light special on aisle five, and what would you do? Uh, you would take your cart down to aisle five to make sure that you didn't miss the deal. I mean, this is like Paul saying there is a Groupon that you can't miss today and you have to take advantage of it. But Paul is saying this, church, if you want to take advantage of your life, if you want to take advantage of, of creating a heavenly home by how you use your time, you can't let any moment slip through your hands. You can't squander a moment. He's saying don't waste your life. You have to redeem every single moment that God might give you. Every second that you possess. You want to take God's breath away? You want to take advantage of the moments? You want your home to become a heavenly home? Then you have to redeem the time that God gives you in your home. Now some of you are sitting there saying, well, how, how in the world am I going to do that? How in the world do I begin to redeem the time in that sort of fashion where I take advantage of every moment that God gives me? Well, Scripture doesn't leave us orphans to this whole idea. If you want to redeem the time, if you want to create a heavenly home, if you, if you want to take God's breath away and use your home as a glorifying tool to Him, by how you use your time, 
then you first have to live for Him. If you want to redeem the time, then your identity and your mission has to be surrounded with Him and for Him. In fact, Paul, as he writes through, before we ever get to this idea of redeeming the time, says, if you want to do this for God, then you have to live for Him. Walk with me through a number of verses here that just give us this perspective that we have to continue to live for God if we're going to redeem the time. Flip back a page and go to chapter 4 in verse 1. He says, As a prisoner for the Lord, then, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling that you have received. He's going to say it over and over again. I want you to live. I want you to follow. And here he says, I, I, I want you to live a life worthy of your calling. That calling to ministry. Uh, that calling uh, to use your time wisely. If you come down now in verse 17, he says, I tell you this and insist on in the, in the Lord that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. He says, you, weren't, you don't live that way anymore. You used to, but you don't anymore. Your life is turned over a new leaf. If you want to redeem the time, if you want your home to be a heavenly home, and if you want to take God's breath away, then you have to live for Him first. Now drop down. Verse 23-24. Excuse me, verse 22. You were taught with regard to your former way of life. He says, put off your old self. In verse 24, he says, put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Hey, you were created to be like God. And he follows that up in verse 1 of chapter 5. And he says, follow God's example. As dearly loved children, walk in the ways of love just as Christ loved us and gave Himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Do you hear that? You have to follow God. You have to live for Him. You have to allow your life to belong to Him. Before you can ever redeem the time, your life has to belong to Him first. If that weren't enough, let's go on to verse 8 in chapter 5. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light. So are you living? Are you living as children of light? Live, follow, do. Uh, do you get a sense for what Paul is saying here? And then if you fall down into verse 15, he says, be careful then how you live, not as wise, but as unwise. And how is it that you and I should live wisely? And he follows that in verse 16 by making the most of every single opportunity by redeeming the time. For anybody that happens to be sitting on their couches in their living rooms listening to this sermon today, if you have an inkling that you want to take God's breath away by how you redeem the time, by how you use your time, by how you organize and create a space for God in your home to glorify Him, if you want to create a heavenly home and you want to redeem the time, you want the moments to belong to Him, then I'm going to tell you that, that there's no better place to start than saying my life has to belong to Him first. Every moment has to be God's moment if you're going to redeem the time in your home. The Disney Plus moments belong to Him. 
The Amazon Prime moments belong to Him. The Last Dance moments belong to Him. Every moment belongs to Him. You want to redeem the time? Let your identity and your mission reflect God that you might live and follow and imitate and model Him first. Now some of you are thinking, I I still don't have my answer. I want to know, Mike, how I go about redeeming the time. Uh, How do I bring that about? And there's no other real way to say it. If you and I are going to redeem the time so that God would be glorified, so that we take His breath away, then what has to happen for you and I is that we have to prioritize the time that God has given us in our homes. If you and I are going to create heavenly homes, if you and I are going to take God's breath away in the moments that we use in our homes, then we have to choose what we do with our time wisely. There was a famous preacher that once said something like this. He said, you know, our life and the time that we have is like a coin. He said, we can spend it any way that we want. We can choose, we can prioritize what we will spend. But we can only spend it once. When we talk about spiritually prioritizing what we will do with our time, Usually, it's not a matter of trying to say, well, well, what's bad and good? It's usually a matter of saying, what's good and what is best? When we prioritize, it's easy sometimes to say, that's bad and this is good. I'll choose what's good. But what's much harder is when we see what is good and we need to choose what is best. Many years ago, um, when I was just young in ministry and I was trying to figure things out and I was trying to organize my time, I recognized that there was uh, something in my life that I needed to, to learn to organize my time more efficiently. And so I sat down with a person who was older than I was and, and had experienced some organizational tools that I hadn't. And I said, hey, uh, teach me, show me. What do I need to do to prioritize my time? And he said, it's the ABCs. Use the ABCs. And he said, hey, it's as simple as the ABCs. When you know that you have projects coming up in the next week, in the next month, in the next year, uh, you can begin to prioritize them as the weeks and the days come along. He said, you could have a priority list every week and you can say A, B, C. A is those things that take absolute priority. If I get through this week and I have not done these things, uh, then I have failed in doing the things that I had to do this week. If I do the B things, those are pretty important. Uh, If I get to the end of the week and I haven't done them, uh, I may be in trouble for the next week, but I certainly need to think about those things. The things that are C and D and E on the list, he said those things are going to be things on the back burner. Those are less important things. And he said this. He said when you organize your time, organization will create freedom for you. Church, when you want to create a heavenly home by how you use your time, when you want to take God's breath away by how you use your time, 
Let me encourage you that organization will create freedom for you in how you make spiritual, prioritized decisions in your home with your time. As I began to walk through this this week, I thought of a couple of questions that I hope that you'll stick in your pocket. I thought of a couple of inquiries that I want you to ponder, that I want you to stick in the bottom of your shoe so that at night when you, you take your shoe off, there it is staring you at the, in the face. I have a couple of well questions that I want you to write down, maybe to stick on the mirror that you could be thinking about as you try and prioritize your time so that your home becomes a heavenly one. So that the moments that you share with God take His breath away. The first question is this. What would it look like if you began to tithe your time at home? What would the results be if you began to say to God, God, I want a heavenly home and I am going to prioritize my time in such a way that I'm going to make sure that even with sleep time, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to prioritize my time 10, 15, 20, maybe 30%. Uh, I'm going to prioritize that you get the A on the list. I'm going to prioritize that time for you. What would the results be of that? Could it be uh, that if you began to tithe your time for Jesus, if you began to tithe your time for God, that the neighbor who is godless, the one who you think is annoying, finds themselves over at your house for a barbecue. And you don't preach to them, and you don't maybe open up a Bible and smack them with it. But you begin to have community, and you use that as an opportunity to help someone else find and follow Jesus, that you take this opportunity right now that you have in your home in that time and you say, even at a social distance, I'm going to I'm going to invite you in so that something great would happen. Could it be that if you begin to tithe your time, that you prioritize your time in that way, that that God could begin to use that as as you begin to to pour into the relationships in your own home? That your children would know that they have priority with you over your work. Uh, that your spouse knows that, uh, that you're going to have time with them. And only them. It's not going to have to compete with a golf round or, or something that's happening on television. Could it be that, that God uses that so that you might take His breath away? That you might take that time and it might glorify Him? The first question I want you to ponder, that I want you to write out, that I want you to stick in your pocket or the bottom of your shoe, what would happen? What would the results be if I tithe my time in my home? Uh, the second question that I want you to ponder, uh, the second inquiry that I want you to write down and maybe stick in your pocket or on a mirror, what would it look like for me, for you, to spend a significant period of time in my home every week in solitude. Uh, what would it look like on a Monday or a Saturday or a Wednesday night or, 
or a Thursday morning when I, I don't have anything else going on, but I'm, with my, I'm just by myself and I can find solitude. A significant amount of time. I'll let you define what significant means. Maybe it's 20 minutes and you're in solitude with God. What would the results be? If you began to use your time with, with God in a, in a solitary way and say, I just simply am going to use this time uh, in solitude with God to hear from Him. I wonder if you would find your, yourself in Scripture from time to time, maybe uh, reading through the Scriptures that we've been going through as a church, or, or maybe through the psalm, or maybe uh, you'll get yourself on a track to, to be continually hearing from God. And in solitude, as you take that time with God, you begin to say, ah, I'm hearing from the Lord. The Holy Spirit that He's given inside of me I'm understanding more than I ever understood before. I have clarity that I didn't have before. I have confidence to move and, and make decisions that I didn't have before. All because I prioritize my time to take a significant amount of time, sometime during the week, to be in solitude with God. What would the results be? I wonder if your family would notice. I wonder if you began to take solitude time with God every week and in that designated time period that your family all knew about. I wonder if you're an agitatable person. I wonder if, if sometimes you, you come home and you're frustrated and you're angry. I wonder, I wonder if spending solitude and time with God, I, I just wonder if the result of that would be that Instead of frustration and anger, they, they would recognize a person who's been transformed into someone who is pe peaceful. Now, I wonder, in, instead of someone who feels like they have so much stress and, and, and sometimes it comes out backwards, I wonder if they would begin to see someone who is, is responding gently and with grace and truth. I wonder if, if you were to begin to, to prioritize your time and try and take moments that would take God's breath away. I wonder, I wonder if in the midst of that, that instead of feeling like the weight of the world was on your shoulders, that you would actually begin to see and to know and to experience that God has already won the world. You see, I, I think that when we take time to prioritize solitude with God in our homes. That we're going to stand out as different. And that we're going to look around at our frazzled neighbors who are hurried and, and disjointed and frustrated because they think they still don't have enough time. And when they see us, when they notice us, we will have created a heavenly home that has a purpose of helping people find and follow Jesus. Church, I wonder this morning if you can create moments that take God's breath away and create heavenly homes by how you use your time. And maybe stick this phrase in the back of your mind, maybe in the back of your Bible, that you have an opportunity to harvest a heavenly home by measuring the moments that take God's breath away. Let me pray.
Gracious God, we love You and we want to honor and serve You. We pray, Lord God, that You will guide and lead us to You. And Lord, I pray for our time. I pray that how we use our time would be honorable to You, that we would prioritize our time in our homes, and that our homes wouldn't just be homes anymore. They would be heavenly homes. Homes that live in recognition of who You are and all that You do. Homes that live in the perspective that You are God and that we are not. And that our homes can be used as tools for Your glory. Lord, help us to harvest heavenly homes by measuring the moments that take Your breath away. We pray this in Jesus' holy and precious name. Amen.